0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. I am your cordial host, Ron Stafford. So glad to have you there on the other side of your listening device. Hope you've had a chance to check out all of the podcasts. We've done quite a few over the last few months. Again, check them out at sat7usa.org. Again, sat 7 usa Dot O-R-G and check out our Facebook page as well, and just type in SAT7USA there, and you'll uh, they launch every Tuesday, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic to uh, get in touch with you, and again, to uh, rate, share, and subscribe to these podcasts. That's certainly what you want to do. Dennis came in contact with a wonderful gentleman. He's a wonderful musician. Uh, He's been playing the sax for quite a few number of years. Uh, He met him down at a recent visit in Florida, and his name is Aaron Abu, and he joins me now by phone from Florida. Aaron, how are you, my friend? Thank you for the time. Yeah,
1: great, Ron. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing just fine. Take me back to when you first started developing a love of music, and especially uh, a love with the saxophone.
2: Well, when I was 10, my mother brought home the saxophone when I was living in Hagerstown, Maryland. And so she brought it home, and I started playing in the fourth grade, and then I played through middle school, and then I played through high school. You know, I kind of had to make had to make a choice. You know, my, my mom said, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to get a job? And so because I was one of those prodigies, I guess you could say, a gifted musician, I uh, decided to... Audition at a couple of colleges and see if I could get into their music program. So right. I went, and did that. I went to a little, little college called Shepherd College. It's now called Shepherd University. It's in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I did that, um, and then got a scholarship. In two and a half years there, and then I transferred to James Madison University down the road in Virginia. It's
0: a wonderful and, school.
2: Yeah, and, and continued actually studying uh, music.
0: At that point, excellent. Take me into the days of doing this professionally. You have how many albums out there right now, Aaron? I have eight. Okay. I recorded eight of them. And you live in Florida. You and I, right. before this interview, so you've been playing professionally. Is this all over the country or currently in Florida? I, you well, and I were talking. all over
1: the country. Okay. I mean, we're we're worldwide. Oh, wow. Um, with our music.
0: Okay. A yeah. couple years ago, you were doing up to 250 concerts a year, and you live in Florida now, but you decided to scale it down. Are you glad you made that decision?
2: I am for now. When you're getting older, you don't necessarily have the desire to travel that much. And,
1: right.
2: But back in the day, when I was, you know, I was really shooting for Kenny G's spot, and and we really, you know, kind of made it. Um, thanks to the help of Dolly Parton, uh, being an, on she's on actually three of my albums. So wow. um, We've recorded three different variations of her "I Will Always Love You." Interesting. But um. But I was, you know, I went through that and wanted to be a superstar and became Nashville's number one new artist back in 05. Um, But now, and my wife, actually, my wife Brandy, and we took two of the dogs with us. And so we didn't mind hitting the road, packing it up, and going. And it was fun for a while. And, you know, one week we'd have Mexican Week, and we'd try every Mexican restaurant, you know, on a trip. (laughs) Um, And then after, you know, about five years of doing that, You know, we decided, and plus the ministry, me getting involved in ministry, we realized that we didn't have to spread ourselves out so far. Right. And so we kind of rolled it back in. Uh, We were going just the southeast from Florida up to like Carolinas and then over to maybe as far as Texas Mm -hmm. and back down. But um, but like the last two years, uh, Ron, I've been pretty much hanging in Florida. You know, I could do... Last year I did 28 Christmas concerts in 24 days. Wow. With not too much travel, you know, yeah. and
0: um, that's excellent. So.
2: Yeah.
0: I know, and I've I've come across this. Maybe you can address this. I know you play in churches a lot, and I know there's sort of the modern movement. Of the praise and worship aspects. Do you primarily do concerts in churches, or do you do concerts in secular uh, other secular areas? Just just talk about where you perform, and I guess the the dichotomy of bringing the secular versus the Christian, because you've you've done both, right? You have both.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, and I'm am actually going back back out getting ready to do a secular tour. Okay. But although they're secular, I'm still a Christian, and I still. Let people know what my faith is in these concerts. Um, But I went from trying to be the new Kenny G, uh, backup band were all these players that were with the Miami Sound Machine, which was Gloria Stefan and Mm -hmm. Ricky Martin, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Lopez, and and the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. But when I went through my storm, that a lot of us go through storms, I felt the call very strongly by God for ministry. So then my mind automatically took me to, well, the churches have a platform. Let's see if our ministry can be a resource to the churches um, for two things, um, bringing in a level of production and artistry that they don't normally get. Right. And then the other is, is you know, when God got a hold of me on my storm and saved my life, hmm. um, a true um, anointed Actually, an experience that the congregation can, I mean, instantly see and feel. As soon as I hit that button where it says play that music and I start playing, they instantly feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the presence of God. So, our goal really is to help churches maybe even bring a, a, an influx or a big tidal wave of the Holy Spirit. You know, they need something new for a Sunday, or they want a concert, or, you know, whatever. Um, Right, right. So that's why we kind of went in that direction.
0: I saw on your website when I was first doing the research, and Dennis told me about your work, that you have a Project Hymns video there where you're, you're traveling and then you end up in the church. Just talk about putting that video together. I think that's fantastic.
2: It kind of goes back to, first of all, I never planned on minister. That was not my goal. I was an entrepreneur. Everything about me was achieving the highest level of whatever I did, whether back in the day of my medical software stuff to, you know, again, playing music. I didn't want to be a musician. I didn't want to be a starving artist. So I wanted to reach the top. That was the only way I was going to do this. So then we just, uh, you know, took this in another direction and and decided that we would be free, you yeah. know, for these
0: churches. That's fantastic. What has the response been playing? I mean, you said you have a secular album coming out. What has the response been specifically to these, to to playing for these churches? What's the response been by the the people attending? Um,
2: once we once we get past the gatekeeper, it is a 100% love. Can't believe that it took us this long. Wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. We feel the Holy Spirit. Um, but it's a different world. You know, it, it took us about three, four years to understand how this works. I found that it's it was easier to go out and get paid a lot of money, you know, $50,000 for a night wow. versus giving yourself away for free. Interesting. So I had to get used to that and not take it personally. I mean, no one said that churches had to bring outsiders and do this stuff. And so, at first, you know we went through the you know the aches and pains, and you know, at times we were hurt because we couldn't understand why this didn't happen. But then you know God showed us kind of the path to go through. And we started finding churches that were in senior citizen areas that still had a traditional plus contemporary, and they had all of these seniors that were really the bread and butter of the churches, honestly, and they wanted something for them. And so we really broke into that market. You I mean, a lot of churches have concert series. So I said, okay. And so the way I would approach it is, let's see if we can break the ice. We'll come in on a Sunday morning. Mm. It's free. We don't charge anything. I'll play whenever you want me to. And as long as we can have our CDs in the lobby. So let us break the ice. We'll show that we're all on the same team. And every single time there has not been one church that hasn't brought me back for a concert once we break the ice um actually they booked the concert usually before we walk out the door
1: <laughs> that's great
2: and uh, so i always say the proof's the pudding well the proof's and the saxophone plan mm. because a lot of them don't understand you know if they understood about kenny g you know kenny g's impact on the new generation let's say from their parents was huge i mean kenny g was being played pretty much with everyone oh the baby boomers that were, you know, showing their romance and burning mm-hmm. candles and making beautiful dinners. and mm-hmm. Kenny G was the vibe. Exactly. Well, uh, the churches didn't understand that. They're like, well, how can a saxophone player have the same feeling as a person that sings? Interesting. Well, we've been able to show them that that is truly the case. Um, matter of fact, maybe even more so. But it took some time. Exactly. But uh, now we're in about 120 churches each year. And that's about as many as we can do. That's like three a week.
0: Um, Before you and I were talking, your wife, Brandy, there, talk about the the support she's been to your career and to you personally. How long have you guys been married?
2: We've been married for um, eight years. Uh, We've been together for 10.
0: Wonderful. I've talked with various musicians in my 25 years of of being in radio, and some spouses hate the business, some spouses are supportive, but, you you know, because they, quote, unquote, have to be, what is Brandy's take on all this, in your opinion? Has she been really supportive and, I mean, truly supportive in this and, and your ministry? I'm, I'm just curious.
2: You know, she was introduced to me in Nashville by my producer as this world-class recording artist. Please wait. He's getting ready to come to this event. And so Brandy stuck around. So that's how we met. Now, in Nashville, the music industry is extremely respected because that it's the music city. Right. So... Right. But Brandy's role, and I joke because I say, you know, she came in as the assistant, now she's my boss. Uh, she is. <laughs> she's my wife. She's my boss. That's right. We have such a pure take on where we want to go with our ministry. You know, we, again, after we got through the, the hurdles, we have, with every ministry, there's a behind the scenes, I'm sure, of frustration and things. But Brandy has always been my backbone. And I love it because I'll go out, for instance, on a day and I'll I'll visit churches. I'll leave material, references and all that music. I take that information back to Brandy because I know with her sweet voice, if she gets them on the phone, especially the pastor, Hmm. he won't hang up. (laughs) So so it's a great team effort. You know, we're just striving, you know, to find a way to reach millions of people each year.
0: Exactly.
2: And to keep Christian faith very much alive in our country.
0: Exactly. Let's talk real quick about Sad 7 and how you came to know about our organization, and then we'll have you play one of your selections. You met Dennis Weens uh, recently. Talk about uh, Sad 7 and what you think about organization and, and just meeting Dennis.
2: Dennis and I met at the Great Outdoor Church in Titusville a couple weeks back. Um, I did the music so And again, it took me a couple of years to get in there. As soon as I left the booked the concert, it all worked out. But when I met Dennis, yeah, actually, we were a great team. Uh, I wish he and I could tag team uh, in the future because mm-hmm. he had a great message. I didn't realize how many people that they reached in your ministry and who they reached and how amazing it is and also how difficult it is for his ministry uh, to get past certain obstacles like governments and yes. and things where you know American religion may not be accepted right. and so it's very delicate because I did ask him hey can I come over there and join you and he's like well we got to figure out because they don't like Americanized you know right. Christianity so I, I see it's a very and good thing but um, he was very informative and um, and kept my attention the whole way through.
0: Excellent. Every single word. Excellent. Um, we just have a, a few minutes left, but I really want to hear your list, your your music, and I want our listeners to hear your music as well. What's the name of the song you'll be playing for us, Aaron?
2: I'm gonna play one of my favorite um, love songs that we recorded called Unchained Melody, hmm. and the reason it goes to the movie Ghost, and the reason why is when being able to work with the best producers in the industry, they help us achieve uh, way beyond our ability. That's their job. So my producer produced Whitney Houston and Andrea Bocelli and all these big artists. That's what they do. They help us go beyond our own thinking path. And in this case, um, Tony Smith in the studio said to me, I want you to play this note and hold it all the way to the end. Hmm. And I said, Tony, one problem. That note does not exist on the saxophone. And he laughed and he said, All you have to do is get it one time. And so, after about 50 tries, out comes the note. Hmm. And so, I'd like to play this song for you. And it's Unchained Melody. And I'm going to play it on the soprano sax. It is currently on our 10 Love Stories album.
0: Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Abu. <laughs> That was absolutely fantastic. Just just wonderful. That was just wonderful. Um, and again, that's that's from your current album. And what's the name of the album again, Aaron?
2: Ten Love Stories, but that came out actually, in, I want to say about five years ago.
0: Okay, okay. And
2: my current one is called Hymns. It's okay. a hymn's record.
0: One quick final question. Are you glad for where the ministry is going and for what God is truly, I mean, you you truly have a gift. Are you glad that you answered the call of God to to really make this ministry, you know, a full-time thing? Are you glad for where things have gone recently?
2: Oh, 100% yes.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Your, your website is what, Aaron? Would you mind giving that for our uh, listeners? The
2: website is uh, AaronAbu.net. It's E-I-R-I-N-N-A-B-U. Okay. Excellent. And also dot com. And just Google that name and you'll see a lot of stuff.
0: Excellent. Would you mind closing our time today, Aaron, with a word of prayer? Would you mind doing that for us, please?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Dear Lord, I want to thank you, first of all, Lord, for this call and, and the opportunity here to share our ministry. I want to thank you for the many gifts. I want to thank you also, Lord, for the mistakes that I made in my life to go through that storm so that you showed me that you were real and that there was hope and grace and love, most of all love, you know, uh, being a believer in Christ and a believer in you, Lord, and and I just, Lord, I asked you that you give all of us that are in ministry guidance. Increase the amount of people that are believers and also increase the amount of people that attend church. Help us to do the right things, to make the right choices and right decisions so that we are successful in in representing you, Lord. We know that you are the largest corporation and the largest CEO and the largest power and the creator of our world. And we want to do the right things to glorify you. In your name we
0: pray. Amen. Amen. Again, your website is erinabu.net.com. It's a wonderful website. All the best to you, Aaron, and uh, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford. Thanking you, as always, for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you truly can make today a great day and tomorrow even better. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. SAT-7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology, and we beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. By partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. The SAT-7 return on your investment is that $1 provides one document home with one year of SAT-7 broadcasts. In order for SAT-7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.